Hey everyone, you're welcome back to Honey Express. Happy Tuesday. It's your girl, Winko. It is Tuesday, the 22nd of February 2022. I just wanted to mark this day as a very significant day, even um, chronologically, in terms of the way we celebrate or rather the way we calculate and measure our days on a calendar basis. It's a very significant day. It's a palindrome. We may never get another day like this in our lifetime. So I said, what better day to record an episode to document how the last two weeks have been. Now, I I know that the last episode I put up was on the 5th of February and it's been almost two weeks. There's a lot of number twos going on. So I guess my first question to you is, how have the last two weeks been for you? (laughs) Have you been able to stop, breathe and reflect on the events, the happenings? Or have the last two weeks just passed you by? Have you just woken up today and you're like, oh my, it's been two weeks. It's kind of like in between for me. In the past two weeks, I failed my road test. (laughs) I'm going to tell you how it happened, guys. Don't do this. Do not ever do this. <laughs> um. So, so I got to the MVC. MVC is just like DMV. That's where you do your road test. And we were inside the... There's an area where you park in order to have the um, instructor come into your car. The driving... So a woman comes into the car. A woman is like intimidating and all that. I'm like, Jesus, what's going on? Mind you, the company I was working with to learn how to drive, they had given me a different car on the morning of my driving test. And so I've never driven with this car, which kind of defeats the purpose of practicing with a car because you're supposed to be familiar with that car. So they gave me a different car to use. Right, already I'm already like anxious because I'm not sure of how smooth this car is with turns. I'm not sure of how steady my hand would be with this car. I'm never sure of how to move the gear. Like even even as I was driving the car towards the MVC, it was like I was still trying to learn how to like traffic it. Can you imagine? And my road test isn't like five minutes. <laughs> it was a bit much for me. And <clears throat> so as we were about to leave the course, you know, as my um, examiner was in the car with me, she said, make a left. Okay, now, so I trafficate left and I just drove out of the course and woman just says, please stop the car. <laughs> I said, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over, it's over. Can you imagine there was a stop sign at the exit of the MVC area that I did not see. Now I've learned that it's not just at intersections that you have stop signs. You can even have it like in places where there is like a gated entrance, like there's a stop sign. So you don't just like fly into the road. So you can see the cars that are incoming, incoming traffic. So first of all, my instructor did me dirty, but I also now did myself dirty because my focus was not just on the road, it was not even on the road at all, it was on this new car that I'm trying to learn how to drive, um, which should not ever be done. Like, if you're going for a road test, make sure you've driven with this car even once. I had never driven this car in my life. I, It was new to me. And so in a case where you feel like you've been done dirty, who do you blame? Do you blame yourself? Do you blame the other party? Like, who is to blame, really? I feel like 
the way life is set up here, you'll go through some things that will have you questioning, like, I should definitely be able to play the victim here, but choose not to play the victim. Choose to own up to your mistakes and take responsibility for them. Choose not necessarily to be the bigger person, but just choose to be accountable. Um, I fully take full responsibility for the fact that I drove past this stop sign. The way the woman was like, yeah, this test is over. I, I wanted to enter the ground because when you're about to leave the course, there are other cars that are lining up. Can you imagine that my test ended before it started because everybody could see that like it had already ended because I drove past this stop sign as I was about to exit the course with my examiner. We hadn't even gone onto the road yet. Like, so everybody in their cars, they were like, whoa, she, it's over for her. Like, <laughs> well, again, it's not over. And that's the thing. Sometimes we get ourselves in certain situations where we feel like it's all over. What is over? Your life is just beginning. Okay, because something didn't go as it should have gone, all of a sudden it's over. We get do-overs in this life. Let me tell you, of course, there are certain situations that are unique, but it is not over. As far as there's breath in your lungs, can you breathe? Are you breathing? Taking a breath. No, no, come on, do it with me. I'm serious. Let's do this together. I want to practice something. I want to show you something. Take a deep breath in. And out. Take another deep breath in. And out. That is proof to you that it is not over. It is not over. Can you hear me? Just because something did not go as you planned for it to go, just because your heart was set on something, but you may have been wrong. And the way things turned out is even beyond your control or imagination or understanding. Doesn't mean it's over, no. I'm going to get to take my road test again in two weeks. Therefore, I get another chance. Don't ever feel like you don't have a chance to succeed in this life or you never get another chance to try again at something. Okay, a relationship didn't work. Okay, you will get another chance to make it right. You will get another opportunity to be loved. You are already loved, let me tell you, because God loves you. God loves me too. I was reading Romans 8 in in the Passion Translation. And if you know me, you know that the Passion Translation is like, is my love language. I... I just love how passionate it is. It just describes God's love so well. I'm going to read from verse 31. Romans 8 from verse 31 says, So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, which is not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. For he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us? <laughs> how could he possibly condemn us? Since he is continually praying for our triumph, you need to understand. 
how can Jesus condemn us when he's praying for our triumph? Do you know what, like right now, as I'm speaking to you, as you're listening, do you know what Jesus is doing in heaven? Jesus is making intercession for all the saints at the right-hand side of the Father. Jesus is praying for our triumph. Jesus is saying, yeah, Oinka failed her road test, but she's going to pass her road test. Jesus is saying, yeah, you fell into this sin today, but you're going to stand up again. Jesus is saying, yeah, that relationship didn't work out, but I'm bringing someone, someone that I know is for you, someone that I know will help you to be propelled into your destiny and your calling. Jesus is praying for your triumph, not just in earthly things, not just in carnal things. Jesus is praying for your triumph that you may even look like him, that you may take nations for him that your life will be a testament to his death his resurrection and his love jesus is praying for your triumph from every situation you find yourself in so i want you to know that when you don't think you can pray do you know that someone is praying for you when you don't think that you can worship god do you know somebody is making intercession for you on your behalf do you know that you're never left alone do you know that those who are for you are more than those who are against you. Do you know that there's a cloud of witnesses that is constantly cheering you on, that is constantly observing, watching? Do you know that those who are gone, they just need one chance to make it right? Yes, you have a chance to make it right. Why? Because you are still here. Because you can hear me, you can comprehend what I am saying. It is not over. Yeah, you may feel guilty but you still have a chance to make things right. And I think you should make things right with God, first of all. If you feel like you have wandered too far away from God's presence, do you know that you have a chance to come back? Because nothing can separate you from his love. If the Bible says that princes and principalities and rulers of dark places cannot separate you from God's love, what makes you think something as small as distance? Yeah, you wandered a few steps away from his presence. Do you think that means anything to him? You can't even wander away from God's presence if he's in you. Do you know that? There is a song that says he's closer than the skin on your flesh. Meaning that Jesus is in you. He is closer than you think. So even if you think you're wandering away, he's really there. So you're wandering. He's, he's following you. But you don't even know it yourself. Because you're not sensitive enough to know that he has been there the whole time. Even in the valley you think you are in. Even in that place of isolation that you think you're in. You're not really isolated. You just can't tell that you are not alone. The enemy has a way of blinding us to the point where we feel like we are alone. This is why many people make such destructive decisions in a moment because they feel like nobody is there anymore because they are the 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 god of this world has blinded people it is a real thing and so i'm going to keep reading it says in verse 35 who could ever separate us from the endless love of god's anointed one absolutely no one for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us nothing absolutely nothing absolutely nothing i believe that god is um training me he's trying to help me to see that everything i need is within me of course there's a place for excellence but then did you know that excellence can also be in your obedience to god it can also be in your surrender to him in order to let him use you as an oracle do you know that excellence can also be seen in your ability to bend your will Excellence is not always in perfectionism. It can also be in obedience. God is more pleased with your obedience than your perfectionism, frankly speaking. How about you just start by being obedient because that is God's love language. How about you pray some seriously dangerous prayers like, God, if there's anything in my life, anyone in my life that is not your will for me, take them away. Yank them out of my life by force. 
how about you start praying those prayers if you find it hard to obey God if you find it hard to to let go of things why don't you have him take them away from you giving him permission to I know that obedience can be hard sometimes, especially when you're in deep in certain situations where it's like there's so many people involved, so many players um, and actors involved. And it's like, okay, if I now decide to do this thing, everything comes crumbling. What is crumbling? Nothing is crumbling. Nothing is crumbling. The only thing that you can be sure of is that God is pleased with you. Yeah, of course, we shouldn't find ourselves in situations where God has he's been telling you this thing for so long, do this, do this, and you chose to just ignore him and then you're not feeling guilty. If you if you obeyed from the very beginning, you won't find yourself in this position. That's why obedience is better than sacrifice because if you obeyed from the beginning, you won't have to sacrifice anything. You won't have to hurt anyone in the process. But we find ourselves in situations where we just choose our will over his will. And that is very destructive because when reality stares you in the face, you realize how far you've gone away from his will. And the thing about God's will is like you're on a highway. You're following your GPS. The GPS is God's voice telling you in one mile, make it right. But you decide to go straight down. When you miss your exit, it takes you a while to reroute yourself. But he's so merciful that God will reroute you. But you know that that can take you an extra 10 minutes. For some people, it could take them an extra 10 years. The choice that you make to do your own thing can cost you years, resources, money, divine connections. It can cost you more than you can even gain back. So why don't you just obey? Why don't you just obey? And I think that comes with not even being able to discern what God is really saying at a time. Don't put yourself in situations that God did not put you in. Don't place yourself in relationships that God did not place you in. Just follow his lead. Or wait for him to lead you first. Don't assume. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. Yeah, it seems good and perfect. But don't use your natural eyes to determine if it's good and perfect. Use spiritual eyes. Use discernment to discern that this is good and perfect. It is from God. Someone can say something. People can say anything. Anything that sounds good and perfect. But if you're using just your ears, how do you want to discern? Discernment is not of the flesh, it is of the spirit. So one thing I would like you to know is that, one, it is not over. It is far from over. In fact, God is just getting started with you. Two, discern with the spirit, not the flesh. Don't base everything off of your feelings. A life lived based off of impulses and following impulses of your flesh is a life that is not worth living because when you wake up, you realize that so much time has passed by and you have missed what God's will is for you and you're living a subpar life that is very average where you're not even fulfilling purpose. And when you stand before God, God is asking, what did you even do on earth? You now list out everything you did that was not according to his will and none of it counts. I have never been to heaven, but I don't want to imagine the conversation God has with people where they list out every natural thing they did with nothing spiritual and nothing nothing carries weight. Because in heaven, the only thing that matters, that counts, when they open up your record, what did you do according to the will of God? If there was nothing you did that was according to God's will, do you know what would happen? 
You have nothing to show for the years that you lived, for the decades that you lived. There's nothing to show for it. That is the scariest, scariest thing. And I don't mean to be morbid on this Tuesday, but I wanted to share um, a little bit of what I'm learning. Don't get me wrong and mistake me for the person that is like, you know, um, overly spiritual. No, I'm like you. I'm a very normal person. I am still learning, still making mistakes, still failing my road test. <laughs> but in all that, it's, it's good to go through situations and then reroute them and think about what is God telling me in this? What can I learn from this situation? I believe that's the only way we can grow when we when we learn from every situation we go through because there's a lesson that is worth learning. There is a lesson that is worth learning. Don't live your life that you're just living and there is nothing nothing worth grasping from the life you have lived. Personally, that is a wasted life in my opinion because what are you learning in all your years? What have you gained? What can you pass on to the next generation? So consider these podcast episodes as time capsules i will listen to these in years to come and reminisce on how i failed my road test 10 years from now after i've been driving for 10 years and i'm like wow i can't believe i drove through a stop sign but then again it is it's not over because i will be listening and i will remember how at that time i felt like it's over for me but 10 years later i'm listening and i'm like if only i had known i was just getting started so consider this my encouragement to you that God is just getting started with you. All the doors that may have seemed to close, if only you knew the doors that are opening, if only you knew the yeses that you're going to receive, God is just getting started with you. Your life is just beginning. You are young. I want to believe that my audience is mostly like young people. And even if people are in their 50s and 60s, I want you to know you are still young. Are you 80? Are you 90? No, you are still young. You still have so much to accomplish with your life. There are people that begin in their purpose at the age of 60 and they achieve purpose. Jesus needed only three years. So the first step is ask God, what have you designed for me to do on earth? What is my God-given purpose? What is the timeline some people can achieve their purpose in a year, in a month, and that is it. I once heard of this pastor in 2020, he passed away. Um, and, you know, he, he was speaking to some members of his church, like really close members of his church. And he told them that God told me that my assignment is done. And so I'm leaving. And they began to pray. They began to cast down bind. They were like, I rebuke it. No, you're going to live long. You're going to live a long, long life. No, nothing will happen to you. But you know, he passed away and he knew because his assignment was finished. It is better that you know your assignment so that you're living a very intentional life, so that you're not wasting your time doing unnecessary things with unnecessary people. I will leave you with that. That is very deep. Your money will not follow you to heaven, neither will your clothes, neither will your fame. The works that you did, the things you did according to the will of God, they will follow you and they will be the report card that God will use to assess you and grade you and grade your entire existence on this planet Earth. Thank you guys for listening and 
I pray that you have a blessed Tuesday. I'm literally saying Tuesday. But I pray you have a blessed day and think about these things. Really ruminate on them and let God reveal them even more to you about the concept of death, about the fact that there's so much more for you and you are just beginning and you just need to discern things. Let God take the lead for you. Let God make decisions for you before you even begin to formulate your own way. Because sometimes we ask God, God, please tell me what you think about this. But in our mind, we've already thought about the, our own answer to the situation. So I will leave you with that. And I really wanted this episode to end in 22 minutes, but I love you guys nonetheless. And I pray that you have a blessed day. Signing out, your one and only lead podcaster. Bye.